mom found success with her voice. Welcome to How Mom Made It. I'm Mary Goulet. And I'm Heather Ryder. And if you haven't heard the name, chances are you have heard the voice. I know I have heard her voice on national TV. Her name is Christy Harst, and she is the voice of John Deere. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. So we found you originally because you do voiceovers and you're a mom, and we were so fascinated by your story of how you kind of launched your entrepreneurial venture and your business from your home and how you turned your voice into a national recognizable voice. So tell us a little bit about how you, about your profession, and then we have some other things that we want to talk to you about because we're, the show is about how mom made it. And you've also made it through some extraordinary um, health concerns and scares. And so we're going to talk about that as well. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Uh, Yes. So I am a mom of two young kids that are currently eight and 10 and our eight year old is on the spectrum. And when we decided to start a family, I was fired from my job and a, a traditional nine to five job. And I had always done voiceover and on-camera work on the side. It was like fun money, right? It was kind of like a hobby. And once we looked at the cost of daycare, which is astronomical just for one child, um, we decided that we were going to make voiceover and on-camera work full-time. So we built a studio in my basement with literally PVC pipe, moving blankets, and shower curtain rings. And I actually recorded a national campaign down there for YouTube TV. Um, but now 10 plus years later, I have my own studio, not in the basement. I'm no longer a troll, uh, living in the basement. Uh, I'm on the first floor of the house and, uh, it's wonderful. I'm able to create my own schedule, be there for my family. Like when my daughter falls off the slide at a recess and breaks her thumb, it's easy for me to stop what I'm doing and go pick her up and take care of things. So I'm really, really, I think not only blessed, but grateful for the life that I've been able to create for me and my family and to contribute financially. Okay, so you are still continuing as a voiceover actor and you added on public speaking. Yes, I am still a full-time voiceover actor. And I will say this, and I think that many of your listeners will identify with this. When I was working in PR and marketing as my professional nine-to-five job, I always felt this tug, this tug that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. So I went out, I got an agent, and I started doing voiceover work and on-camera work, and I loved it. But I was too scared to take the leap to go full-time because there wasn't a guaranteed check or, or health benefits. If I had never gotten fired, I'd probably still be in marketing and PR. And when I, this past 10, 15 years that I've been doing voiceover full-time, I started to feel this tug again. But this tug was to share stories to help women, to help women avoid pitfalls that I found myself in. And one of those was with my health. So tell us about the health scare. And then I also am going to want to circle back. So I want want to make sure that we remember this because talking about taking that leap and having the confidence in yourself and having the confidence in your talents and your ability, it's a scary thing to to give up a paycheck. Also, yeah. So let's make sure that we go come back to that because I do want to circle back and how we can give tips to moms and women about how to have that confidence and how you do that. But let's talk about this 
other thing of how you made it through this health scare? Sure. Um, so I was a full-time, well, I still am, but I, at the time I was doing voiceover full-time trying to build my business. My husband was in an ice raid at his job and he's a U.S. citizen, uh, but he is from another country. My kids are brown. Um, and at the time it was when our former president was um, doing a lot of immigration raids and I was very stressed and I was working with a nonprofit to help uh, children affected by these raids. And one day I was exercising. I decided to go for a run and I couldn't feel the right side of my body. I was like, oh, look, I'm so light. I, I can run forever. I was like, no. I looked down and I couldn't understand why my legs were going because I couldn't feel them. So I ended up in the hospital for a stroke and I was treated for a stroke. And I remember sitting in ICU in a dark room with all of these things plugged into me. And I started to think about my kids and not being there, not being there for homecoming, not being there for a soccer match. And it was in that ICU bed that I said, nope, I'm done. This is never going to happen again. I have to find out what brought me here. And it took me over a year to recover. Uh, when I say recover, I mean, for a year, I had to have somebody else take my kids to school and pick them up. If I took a shower, I had to take a 45-minute nap. It was very debilitating. I had speech problems. So, Well, you don't know. What I, have... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know now. You're, so, um, you're such a good presenter. I'm like, wow. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. You can just turn the podcast um, over to Christy. Yep. <laughs> um. Here's what I discovered in the past four years since my ICU visit. And this has not been easy work. It is very uncomfortable. But it took me to the point of being in an ICU bed and being handed a folder, this huge binder about stroke, to take these uncomfortable choices. Which is, there has been a ton of stuff in my life that I never dealt with. And when I say a ton of stuff, let me run through some of them. Uh, I complained about sexual harassment at my job and camera crews were following me around. Uh, I had a miscarriage. I had the left side of my face removed and put back on. I endured quite a bit of emotional and verbal abuse at home as a child. And I never dealt with those things. I just moved on because that's what we do as women. Yeah. We suck it up and we move on because there's no time. There's no time for you to take care of you. Well, newsflash, ladies, it's going to catch up with you. And the universe slapped me down real good in ICU and was like, you got to take care of your stuff. Because if you don't take care of your mess, you're not going to be around. And I started doing things that were not easy, like traditional therapy, but also things that, you know, I didn't have time, a lot of time for traditional therapy. I didn't have time to get in the car and go somewhere. And back then, uh, there wasn't so much about Zoom, right? It wasn't, it was pre-pandemic. So uh, Zoom really wasn't too much of an option. And so I started to find ways to help myself that were short, tiny, almost micro steps that when you combine them with other things, make something that really helps. Um, I don't think most people know that untreated past trauma can have not only a huge impact on your mental life, but also your physical life. 
the emotional and physical reactions it triggers can make you more prone to serious health conditions like heart attack, stroke, obesity, diabetes, and cancer. And that's according to the Harvard Harvard Medical School. And the risk of developing mental and physical health problems increases with each number of traumatic events you've experienced. So if you've had a really hard childhood, if you were maybe abused physically or sexually, if you've been in bad relationships with a partner, verbal abuse, narcissism, those things add up. And if you don't deal with them, your body physically will let you know. And that's what happened with you. It landed you in the hospital. Your body finally yes. just gave out and said, hey, you need to, you're, gonna, you're going to stop now. Yeah. Yeah. And I've talked to other women who have had similar experiences to me, not necessarily with stroke, but with other health ailments. And I never thought that was possible. I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. But it, it really, it really is. And so I like to compare our life cycle to that of a box of crayons. So if you think about a box of crayons, right, when you get it, uh, if you remember from when you were in school, you open it up and it's brand new and has that new crayon smell and they're all sharp and shiny and all the papers intact. But then throughout the year, your crayons become chipped. They become uh, broken. And what do you do with those broken crayons? Most of the time you throw them away or at the bottom of the box. Well, in life, we all start out brand new and clean and fresh. And as we go through life, our traumatic events chip away at us. They start to reel back the paper on that crayon, if you will. And some of us have so much trauma that we're broke. And the key is not to try and put us back together. I believe the key is to make something beautiful out of what is broken. And that's what I call the mosaic method. So you take all these crayons, these bits and pieces, and you make something beautiful out of them by doing those mini micro steps that I talked about. And for example, one of the methods that I have found that helps me greatly is an ancient form of Chinese massage called gashao. G-A-U-S-H-A, gashao. They take a Chinese soup spoon with coconut oil and they rub it on your back. And they don't rub it very hard. But basically, trauma is stored in the cells between your outer layer of skin and the muscle or the fascia. And when they, when they take that spoon and they swipe it up, um, up your back, mine turned bright red purple because it was 40 years, 40 plus years of trauma that had to be released from my cells. That's a piece of my mosaic. And I firmly believe that we as women, we can take all of our broken crayons and make something beautiful, but it has to be our choice. We have to do the difficult work. We really do. I think that what you're talking about, and I love the metaphor of the crayon box because we all can relate to that box as shiny, colorful, beautiful crayons. And then like you said, over life, our senses become dulled, just like the tips of the crowns. We, everything just kind of, and we just keep going, you know, and for moms, especially, like you said, we don't really have time to stop and reflect and take care of ourselves because we're so busy all the time taking care of ourselves. Well, and we always put everyone else first. Mm-hmm. So we just become a Ziploc bag of broken and torn papered crayons <laughs> because we don't. <laughs> You know, oh, I can't spend $100 on a therapy session and take, find a sitter or, you know, just, you know, like you said, suck it up, go outside, get some 
exercise and come back and make dinner. So Christy, then, and you know, I, no, go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was just, okay. I was just going to say, you know how in a box of crayons, there's a built-in sharpener. Yeah. Well, everybody has a built-in sharpener. So for me, in the past four years, five years since my ICU visit, I had to find out what my sharpener was. And for me, it's my faith. So my faith started out one way when I was young because I was raised in a Catholic um, family and went to a Catholic school. But now my faith has evolved into something else that's not very traditionally considered um, Catholicism. And so for me, my faith has, is what has helped me um, get through this time in my life, this phase in my life. Uh, I, I encourage women to find out what that sharpener is for you. It could be a hobby. It could be meditation, journaling. It could be traditional therapy. There are so many things that that built-in sharpener could be that is your default to what you go to when you're going through tough times. You just have to figure out what it is. Well, it has to be something that's your anchor, because mm-hmm. when we get spun out because the kids got 104 temperature or, you know, a family argument or something's going on and we feel like we, wait, I'm not on steady ground. We have to have something that we turn to. Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to say some prayer, whatever it is, so that you can get that inner strength. Because there's a lot of hits coming at us on the outside. Well, and Christy, do you also think that your reckon this huge event in your life and then trying to figure out how to take care of it and how to take care of yourself and doing and doing that practice and doing and in doing such, do you think that helped lead to your success in your business? So here's that's a great question. And I've thought about that a lot because since my visit to ICU, I have really, really pared down what is important and what isn't. So when I look at my day, I look at what needs to be done for my business, what I want to do for my business, what needs to be done for my family, and what I want to do for my family. And I practice gratitude. I am terribly grateful that I actually can get out of bed get my kids ready for school and drive them and drop them off to school because for almost a year I couldn't. And I believe that it's not until you reach that place that you can really understand the gratitude in those little things. And this episode in my life has made me um, much more focused in my business. It's made me more clear. I have more clarity in what I do every day and why I do it and to work smarter, not harder. I'm, we're both Mary and I are taking notes. Taking notes, yes. <laughs> because that everything that you're saying, we talk to so many mom entrepreneurs, right? We talk to, mm-hmm. and especially with this um, launching of this new podcast, "How Mom Made It," and I and we also appreciate that you like the title of the show, right? Because love it. Thank you. Um, but when we talk to moms, we're finding that there's um, things in common, right? So. For a lot of us, we can be going in so many different directions constantly, but until we find that simplicity and that grounding and that how and why and that clarity, we could still be going in a thousand different directions all the time. 
And I think the key for, uh, for at least me, and um, this is similar to what I did in my business. Uh, and after my episode, I just had to apply it to my life. In voiceover, there's tons of genres that you can voice, right? Cartoons, commercials, e-learning, um, uh, promotional videos. Like there's just tons of genres. You can't do it all. Pick, pick a lane, maybe two. And then really get yourself trained and proficient in those lanes so you can earn money. And I think the same is true after my stroke, which is what lanes do I want to ride? My family is definitely a big old lane. It's a highway and I'm riding that and I'm going to be there for my kids. And my business is too, because I love what I do. I'm passionate about it. I feel I'm good at it. It comes naturally. And so I had to pare down my focus and I also had to get rid of the, all the, who cares what people think, you know, Mm -hmm. who cares what people think of me doing this or that. And if they don't like my outfit, listen, I work from home and I talk to myself in a padded room all day in my pajamas. (laughs) And what, what are you going to say to me? Nothing, nothing. I am here for, I need to make myself the best version of me for me, which then in turn goes to my family. Pick a lane, pick two lanes, and focus on that. So now you have a couple of lanes. The one lane is the, the lane is the voiceover actor and doing that, which makes you money. And then the other lane now that you're doing is this public speaking and this program. I'm assuming that you've turned your mosaic method and this your speaking career now into another lane that yes. I don't know if you're charging for your events or how, but you're probably, I'm assuming because you're entrepreneurial in spirit also that you're turning this into another way to monetize and to also make money for your family and to help women at the same time. Exactly. You know, my first goal is to be of service. And I told you about that tug. You know, I felt that tug and I ignored it until I lost my job and and then turned to voiceover and on-camera work. And this time I didn't ignore that tug. And so I want to be of service to women. I want to share what I've gone through and what I've learned so they don't have to. And I will say this to any women that are listening that either have their own business or they have a a side hustle or maybe they just have one regular nine-to-five job diversify your financials, have more than one source of income. You need to have more than one stream because for example, voiceover is something I absolutely love. I'm good at it. It comes easy. I do it full time with the advent of AI and AI voices. Jobs are decreasing because it's cheaper to have an AI voice. There's still jobs out there. I will still be a voiceover actor. You know, the the career is not going to go away but there's less opportunities and I have to adapt. And if I want to earn money, I need to find other ways to do it. And my sole purpose in now speaking to groups of women and going to corporations and speaking is not solely money. It is truly to help. And the feedback that I get after I give my speech solidifies that for me. I also have partnered with a doctor to create a workbook. So it's gonna be like a workshop that goes with the speech. You know, there's three key things in my speech, which is identify, reclaim authority, and heal. 
And the accompanying workshop will take participants through those three steps so that they can identify what's going on in their life, reclaim the authority to take that step, and then to heal. And I can, may I also add, and it's okay to make money because I do think so many women go into business because they do want to be of service. It's naturally who we are. We want to help other women. We want to help kids, families, economies. I mean, it goes on and on how moms always, it's in our nature to want to help. But then it's also okay to let it go and say, I want to be of service, but I also want to make money. And that's one of the things that Mary and I, in all the years that we've been working with mom entrepreneurs and getting women, and I'm sure that you also have gone through this as well, getting to the point where it's okay to say, I am worth what I do, my talents, my, what I do is worth value, has value. And it's okay to charge for my services. It's okay for me to make money doing what I love to do, what I'm good at, and also be of service. Heck yeah, sister. Preach on that. And I, I have a, a, a public speaking coach, and I went to her live event. And one of the things that she said, um, and one of the things that she preaches stuck with me, which is intellectual property. There's a lot of women who will have an idea on a side hustle or a business or whatever it may be to generate money and to be of service. But then they stop themselves and they say, who do I think I am? I'm not an expert in this. Why would anyone believe me? How can I start this? No one's, no one's going to want it. Everybody thinks of me as this. And now I want to go to something. Yeah, that imposter, yeah, imposter syndrome, syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you realize that you have your own intellectual property, your stories are yours. You can make anything out of you, your stories. Because just like when you go for a job interview, and they interview you, why are you nervous? They're there to talk to you. Only you know it's about you. You're the only person that can answer the questions about your experience in your life. So you take your intellectual property. You take your lessons learned. You take whatever it is that you do best. Maybe it's crocheting. Maybe it's baking. Maybe it's making stickers. I don't know. Create a TikTok shop and start selling. Because only you can do that the way you do it. I also love the fact that you just said that you have a a professional speaking coach. So I think also part of being a success and how mom made it is finding people who can, and continuing to learn, continuing to improve yourself and continuing to invest in yourself. So you're, you've actually gone out and even though you are a professional speaker, you still, I find it fascinating that you still have hired a professional speaking coach. Well, I'm a professional voiceover actor. I've been doing it for 18 plus years. I've been doing it full time for, I think, 11. And I have five, I have like five coaches. I have a coach for promo. I have a coach for commercial. I have a coach. Never stop learning because you're never going to be the best at anything, right? There's always opportunity to learn. And so when I was looking for a public speaking coach, I did a lot of research and I went to the person that I identified with whose message was authentic and clear. And I constantly learn from that person. And it's not so much, and and here's the thing, there's a business behind everything, right? I'm a voiceover actor. I'm an artist. And it took me a long time to be a business person because they're not one and they're not one and of the same, right? It's just because you're an actor doesn't mean you can be a business owner. It's, It's challenging. And so I wanted to learn the business of public speaking. 
How do I earn money from sharing my intellectual property? How do I earn money from sharing my stories? And that's what she's really helped me do. I've learned a couple of like stage techniques. Yeah. But it's not so much about um, the presentation. It's about the business of public speaking. And that's where the money is, right? Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, go ahead, Christy. Did you have a, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, okay. Well, what we want to do, we want to make sure that we let our listeners know how to find you. So where do, where should we direct our audience to go to find you? ChristyHarst.com. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then we're also going yeah. to have it on our show notes for, on, for the podcast as well. We'll make sure that we include all of that. Yeah. Uh, ChristyHarst.com has all of my voiceover stuff in it well, as well as it has a speaking tab. All right, Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your story. And we wish you all kinds of not only entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial success and business success, but also mental health and physical success as well. Thank you, sisters. Thank yeah, you so much for the opportunity. All okay. right, Christy, thanks. We'll stay in touch. Bye -bye. You're listening to How Mom Made It. <laughs>